Mrs. Audio Galleries. Conversations. Connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. to applause that was a awesome choice karen i love it so nobody would know this but porter said a uh, british band from bristol well from porter said which is a place just outside bristol it's my favorite band in the whole world and i always ask our guests to choose a track that we uh, join with and a track that we close with and i cannot believe karen chose a porter said track love it love it thank you anyway what am I doing? GM friends, hello, good day to you all. TFI Friday, a long week, a good week, a good week for most, I would say. Things appear to be on the up. I love it. Welcome to episode 16 of Audio Galleries, a Rogue Radio production with me, Benjamin White at the NFT 101, your host. I'm joined today by Timepieces, who I am partnering with for this wonderful show and mint and of course OpenSea. tristan is behind the OpenSea account today hey tristan hey hey how's it going i'm good i've missed you you good all good things are looking great excellent news i'm gonna do my disclaimer this show is not intended to nor should it be treated as financial advice please do your own research make your own decisions at all times and stay safe in web3 it's also a recorded spaces that will go on to be published. So consider this one requesting to speak. Would you all do me a favor and go up to the nest and the first tweet that I pinned, will you all please retweet this room and bottom right hand corner, the little purple button, head down there, introduce yourselves, maybe talk a little bit about uh, some of the art styles that you're into because we have photography and it's not claymation, but it's certainly clay modeling and painting. And there's so many different things that have gone into the collection that we're talking about today. So I'd love to know a little bit about your practice or about the practices that you really appreciate, the things that you love in the space at the moment. Go down, let me know what you think. Right, <clears throat> excuse me. A big week for audio galleries. We are now over the halfway point uh, for series one, and we are making some plans for series two with some unbelievable developments from an art experience point of view. Cannot wait to be updating you all on that as we move through the remainder of this series. We still have some incredible artists as well. Really, really grateful that you've been here for as long as you have um, and also just really looking forward to showing you what we've got coming up. Okay, we also have another Spaces coming up on Sunday regarding the gallery editions, our limited edition collection. Um, we'll be interviewing Libramons and Lurk Loves You. Both Libramons and Lurk are good friends. They are wonderful artists and they've already contributed to our limited edition collection. If you don't know anything about that collection, just make sure you follow Audio Galleries, go to their tweets, have a look at what's going on there. Because if you were with us early, early, and you still have one of your free mints from back in the day, January, when we first launched Audio Galleries, you can use those mints now and you can burn them to claim some amazing artworks. Okay, back to business. 
episode 15 last Friday. Gosh, time flies with Arena BB. It was masses of fun. Arena is such a wonderful, colourful character and her artwork missed yet another generational wealth train was really well received. It was very, very cool. And we completed the special edition um, drop uh, for those who qualified on Wednesday. So thank you to everyone who supported this open edition on OpenSea. The final figure was uh, 394 minted. And after this, I was able to give Arena her share of the revenue at roughly three ETH. And the artist share of revenue is now at roughly $180,000, which is absolutely awesome. I know I say it every week, but I am grateful to everyone who listens, comments, sends messages, and obviously mints the work. Thank you so much. You are really contributing to these artists being able to continue to do what they love to do as regularly as they do. Okay, very quick intro to Audio Galleries. For those that don't know by now, uh, Audio Galleries is an educational art-focused Web3 project. God, I'm going to cut this down after this week. Working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts, you. Uh, the show features emerging and established artists whom I interview, giving you, the audience, the opportunity to learn more about their style and their inspiration and their process and their previous works and their future plans. And then during the show, we launch an open edition mint with our friends at OpenSea uh, with artwork provided by our guest. Anyone can mint these open editions, but those who also hold an audio galleries mint pass and collect those artworks are rewarded with a second exclusive piece by the artist via airdrop. And I must say that was never more prevalent than this week. The, the exclusive second piece this week is insane and we'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay, for more information, please follow Audio Galleries on Twitter. I've already told you to do that. Join the Discord, subscribe to the newsletter, DM me every day, send tweets out, threads out, do everything you can to promote us. Wonderful, thank you, very much obliged. I am joined today by Tristan, who I've already introduced from OpenSea. Hey, Tristan, again. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Timepieces account on stage. I think it might be Tamika. Hey, Tamika. Hey. Ooh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. This is another uh, episode in partnership with Timepieces by Time. Thank you so much. How are you feeling? Have you had a good week? I have, actually. It's been a really smooth week here over at Timepieces. Lots of planning, but also lots of doing. Love that. Very important in both instances. I listened to the Luca Nets uh, interview earlier this week with Timepieces. Fantastic interview by Jay. Loved that. Listen to you guys talking to the team from Boss Beauties. That was in really, really inspiring. They're doing some cool stuff over there. They absolutely are. They have been absolutely incredible with really trying to drive this space forward. Um, and we're really happy to be able to partner with that. Love that. Well, I am very happy to be able to partner with you. Look forward to speaking to you later in the episode. Our artist for today, I've realized I'm 11 minutes in and we haven't even heard from the artist yet. Okay, bear with me. This is a hell of a bio. Karen Jersik is a fine art photographer known for her surreal and haunting images that explore the themes of femininity, identity, loss, isolation, and mental illness. She's known for her unique and imaginative style, which often incorporates surreal and dreamlike elements to her work. In 2009, 
After almost 10 years working as a photographer in the music industry, she began shooting portraits of people and ultimately decided to shift focus to fine art photography. Uh, she came, became more interested in creating a unique style. And I know she'll be talking about that in a little bit. She has a special name for that unique style. And that became a trademark of shooting elaborate scenes in abandoned buildings. I can't believe I'm getting to talk to her about this. So much fun. Karen's father, who was her biggest supporter, passed away in 2011 when she was 29 years old. And the loss of her father had such a significant impact on Karen's life. And she struggled with feelings of loneliness in isolation and to cope with her grief. And I think so many of us can identify and really like latch on to this. She turned to art and it became an essential part of her life. Um, her father's death had a profound influence on her work, but which became more introspective and personal, exploring themes of death and loss. Karen's photographs are known for their unique style, often featuring women in dreamlike, otherworldly settings. She uses dramatic lighting to create surreal atmosphere, and her images often have an element of darkness to them. Karen's a respected art director also, and set designer. She has collaborated with musicians and filmmakers and other artists to create visually stunning projects that push creative boundaries. Her talent and dedication have earned, earned her a following of fans and admirers, and she continues to inspire with her unique vision and innovative approach to photography. What a bio this is. Karen's work has been described as cinematic, theatrical, hauntingly beautiful, and has gained recognition in the art world for its unique style. In addition to these artistic pursuits, Karen is also a mental health advocate and has been open often about her struggles with depression and anxiety. Incredible work. She believes that art can be therapeutic and is passionate about using her work to raise awareness about mental health issues. Karen also works with other mediums, which we're going to talk about today to enhance her photos, such as painting, sculpting, building, sets, and costume design. She prides herself on using little editing, uh, editing software, referencing her childhood in the 80s, Me Too, marveling at the practical effects she saw in movies. Karen, I'm so sorry that took so long. Welcome to Audio Galleries. Hey. hey. I didn't know if I was following <laughs> sitcom rules and I had to wait for the clapping to end. No, no, no. I was go like, over them. It's layered. I've never acted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... but I was like, I'm sure there's rules. <laughs> How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I have those uh, midday jitters. Me too. This is my second time. So. Well, this is my yeah, 16th I'm, I'm time nervous. since February. So... <laughs> And it doesn't. It, you, must, you must. You must buy a lot of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> you have that there. We know what Pepto Bismol is. Yeah. Okay, just chugging it for that for the stomach. Yeah, it's funny. It doesn't go away. Like I just had uh, dinner with my family a moment ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it's it's every time we do it. You just you 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 know you really want the artist's work to be seen, and for people to kind of get it, and that's why we created a show like this because we could hopefully curate like an audience of people who want to get it. They want to understand the origin. They want to understand the inspiration. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having You're me. Welcome. This has been great. So, okay. I've done an introduction. It was lengthy. Why don't you try and do one less lengthy, but in your own words, because it's always nice to hear about someone from someone. Yeah. So less lengthy. Um, I'm Karen and I'm, I'm very used to saying I'm a photographer, but over the past few years, especially since uh, 
COVID and the lockdown, I've uh, kind of been experimenting with a lot of other mediums. Um, Typically, I would, you know, for my photo shoots, I'd build my own, like, wardrobe and stuff. But, yeah, the past few years, I've definitely been, like, really serious about kind of exploring sculpting and painting. So, yeah, I was a photographer first, and I still am a photographer, but now I do other things. So I guess I can just say I am an artist with a photography-heavy background. Love it. Excellent. Well, why don't you tell us then a bit about your art origin story? Like, tell us how you became an artist. Yeah, so I've been creating ever since I can remember when I was really small. Um, My absolute favorite piece that I ever created, I think I was like three or four years old. I still have it in the scrapbook, luckily, because my mother like saved all that. But I had found scissors um, and I cut my own hair. And at four years old, you can imagine it was absolutely terrible. I completely destroyed my head. And with that hair, I, I guess this makes sense, too, for what I do today. It was like a foreshadowing. So I took some of the hair and I found scotch tape and I drew a picture of like a face And on that face, I made eyebrows, and the eyebrows were my cut-off hair that was scotch-taped. Now I'm like, oh, man, I should do a project. I have, like, really long, (laughs) thick hair right now that, oh, do over, go back. we got to redo goofballs, and I'm just going to do it with all my hair. (laughs) hair. (laughs) But, yeah, I just, I was always doing stuff like that. Um And just so, as I say all the time, I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 81 to completely dox my age here. But, like, I'm proud of that because I love the 80s. And obviously, like, nowadays, too, everyone kind of tries to get that, like, vibe with their work, which I absolutely love. Anytime I see a nod to that, like, I see toy boogers down there lurk, um, like, that kind of work reminds me of when I was a kid and I was like, see, you know, it's like you're seeing everything for the first time and it's so new. And especially when like, there was like innovative TV shows on, like, I don't, this is more nineties, but I don't know if anyone remembers liquid television, but that's where like Beavis and Butthead started like Aeon Flux. Um, And it was just so like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I've never seen it before. And like, just the movies and everything of the 80s, like, pretty much all my favorite movies are from that time period, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Labyrinth, uh, The Goonies, Goonies, Legend (laughs) with Tom Cruise, supposedly he denies making that movie or something, I don't know, but, um, Tim Curry is the devil, like, fight me, he's the best devil ever, in, like, in history for anything. Tim Curry? Yeah. Yeah, he it, played it as well, didn't he? The original yes, it. Exactly. Yeah, insane. Such such a good baddie. Yeah. Um and it's like back then it's like we we also had like the start of really cool technology, but it wasn't like life destroying technology. It was like video games and like computers and Am I making myself sound ancient? Anyway, yes, I grew up in a time where at one point in my life, I didn't have a computer until I was like 15. Um, 
but that was just so like inspirational to me and like most of the movies were still using practical effects um you know they were still using building puppets and i love jim henson too um tim burton um but yeah and like my mother used to take me to the library a lot and i i read a lot and she would you know i would go to museums and um just seeing things in museums too like that first time seeing something and you're like and it like sticks with you forever um I remember going to a museum in the city I live in and there there was a a painting of a woman like um in like an old super old marching band uniform and I remember I was like so young when I saw that and it almost like it like plants a seed in you and kind of like because now like I have like 50 like vintage marching band uniforms at my studio for wardrobe so yeah I'd say that's kind of how like I got my start with creating is just kind of being so you know really submersed in that as a kid my mother is also an artist so like I would watch her you know do all her all her stuff and kind of strive to to do that myself one day you know when you're really young and you're like "Eh, I don't know if I can sew I'm like four years old but yeah, that's, um, it started at a young age, and then I kind of just went through, you know, high school and everything, and once I got into college, I got into music, which I know I'm not going to jump the gun here, but that, that's how I started taking photos, is, you know, I wanted, I wanted to kind of, I would, I would go into music venues, and I would sneak a camera in, because some venues don't allow uh, cameras um, and I would just like try to document my time, like and document, you know, what was going on. And that's kind of how I became a photographer. That's amazing. And it's a really good way to jump into the second question I've got for you, which is obviously you're multidisciplinary artist. You let's focus on photography, because as you say, your work is your portfolio is weighted towards photography. It, your photography and Miss Meyer and I, when we were like going through the timepiece artists to kind of like think about who we would approach with these great opportunities. You were very, very high up on both of our lists and like, and we both immediately started speaking about your space man uh, or your space suit, sorry, because it might not always be a guy in the suit, Um, but your your space suit uh, photographs are just incredible, right? They're filled with like surreal, dreamlike elements and then of course there are like the 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 women also that you show in like cities that are naked and and it's always such like a fantasy kind of feel to the work that you produce from a photography point of view and I'm just wondering like how do you balance the line between reality and fantasy in your work and how does that help you to explore deeper themes like identity or loss or or mental illness as you said they're things that you really want to cover and explore in your work yeah so not to sound cliche but I think a lot of us feel sometimes like life is just a fantasy whether it's good or bad or indifferent it's like you see everything going on in the world and it's like what is happening and I think for me I, I try to step back a lot even with myself you know it's like I feel as a person, I can always get better and, and learn. And, you know, uh, there's things I might do or say that I want people to say, Hey man, like reel it back a little, you know, or 
so like it's almost like as when you step out like that and kind of look at everything going around on around you it is almost like you know watching some sort of like fictional story and um you know with me dealing with loss and things like that that's that's exactly how it happened is it it's like i'd be like man what is going on and you have to kind of learn to deal with it. I mean, you know, time keeps ticking and there's no stopping the, the weirdness that's happening sometimes. So, um, yeah, I really, I really embrace that. And I realize that there's a lot of, you know, kind of surreal, both beautiful and dark moments to see in this world. And, um, I, I kind of just, when I, when I, set up an image or I, I set up like a, a you know a, a set for a photo shoot or even if I'm on location somewhere um, for me it's more important to get a feeling across more so than I'm, I'm not a technical photographer at all like if someone comes up to me and starts like I'm like oh nope I uh, <laughs> I'm not like I know I just I know the image I want to get and that's that's really it it's to me it's just yeah it's, it's it's such an emotional um process and uh and sometimes things are crazy like they'll I I, I shoot a lot too like I I go out all the time and take photos and but sometimes it's like I'll have the idea or a concept for an image and yeah life just happens like I you mentioned the, you know, a naked woman in the, in a city. And there was this model I took photos of in New York city. Um, I go to Chinatown a lot to shoot. If anyone's familiar with Doyer street, I love that area. Highly recommend it. If you're ever in New York city, it's an incredible area. Um, and my whole thing was, you know, being, being a woman and for me, you know, I have kind of like a monotone voice. I feel like I am so far off from the typical image and how, you know, how people want a woman to act and to look that I've always felt, you know, that I'm being stared at and I'm being judged. So my point in going to a city and taking a picture of another naked woman is everyone, everyone's staring and judging her. And um, so I took a photo, I, I think it's on my foundation, um, it's called to be a woman and my model is standing in front of a, a big it's like a box box truck like a work truck and i i only thought it was a you know we kind of went out rogue and did it like i i didn't have a set specific place i wanted to take the photo it was just wherever felt right which if when someone's you know gonna be naked it's <laughs> not many opportunities present itself but um yeah, there was this truck and it was nighttime and the light coming, the, the lights in the truck were on and it just, it, it just looked really cool. Cause it was like the, the glowing yellow of the lights coming out of it, but there, there was a man inside of it. And I, I didn't even realize there was someone inside the truck. I took the photo and when I got back home and I edited it, I saw that this man was taking a picture of her with his cell phone obviously didn't ask, didn't ask for consent or whatever. And I was like, this could not perfectly portray more. I mean, that was a once in a, you know, <laughs> a lifetime shot that, that, that someone took it upon themselves to do that. But I was like, 
wow, that was my point. But then this, this happened and it really hit my point home. So, um, yeah, Incredible. like a, a lot of the locations I go to are, you know, they're like something out of a, out of a fantasy world. Like my, my profile banner right now, um, is from a place I went to a couple weeks ago. And that to me, like that, that abandoned, like, um, I don't know, it's called like an arborarium or whatever, or I guess, a what do you call the thing you put plants in? Uh, like an, like an orangery. Yeah. Like a, like a greenhouse, but like a big one, yeah. like attached to a big old mansion kind of thing. I know right. And that, I mean, to me, that's like something out of a fairy tale and it's, it's something that's hard to find, but I track it down. I love that. It's amazing. And these are the, these little stories are the bits that I really want to like get into the, into when we're, when we're having these audio galleries spaces. So thank you for just being so like honest and, and straight up with the kind of like the way you create, there are not many people that might turn around and say, you know, I don't really know, (laughs) or I don't, you know, if anyone wants to nerd out with me about photography, I'm like, Nope, that's great. I like, I love the fact that you have your process, you know, how to, to find your creative voice and and that's the way you go about things um your artistic journey started in the music industry and then it transitioned into what we would say is like art photography fine art what motivated that shift and what challenges did you face during that transition yeah so that that was such a 180 that i took um yeah, I was I was photographing bands from like 2003 to around 2007 or 8 and um it was great like I I I loved doing it. I had a lot of fun. Um you know, I was getting photo passes, I was traveling and I'd say like 90% of the work I was doing was shooting live shows. Um but here and there I was lucky enough to do like um like promo photos so I could I could actually have some creative say in what I was doing um but yeah like after a while you know after after many years of it I was just I kind of became like disenchanted with it and I didn't know why and I was kind of like doing a lot of soul searching about it and then I realized it was because I just needed something more creative for myself I needed I wasn't in control when I was taking photos of people playing on stage like obviously I can't be, get up there and be like oh wait can you uh can you pose like this imagine doing that <laughs> stop like, go back <laughs> uh, yes, just cut the music um so yeah I've been telling a friend that and he was like well, why don't how come you don't like shoot portraits or anything and I was like mm, I don't know because yeah I'm like I'm super awkward and like back then I, I've de- I definitely have a thicker skin and I've you know gotten better with that but you know this is around like 2007 and I was just like a wreck when it came to like you know oh I'm gonna meet up with a new person and then I have to kind of direct a shoot and I was like uh, I don't know if I can do that but I did obviously I ended up doing it and um being a self-taught photographer it was a really rocky start like the first couple years because you know I didn't I didn't have any kind of education to even know what was out there for questions I could ask like I didn't even know what questions to ask because I was just so like you know, ignorant about portrait photography and lighting and all of that. So 
um, I just, I just kind of like poured myself into, and and that's the importance of kind of, you know, following other artists and supporting them because you, you do learn and you, you see the threshold of how, of how good you can be, or if you want to be better, like you see, you see, okay, like this is the level some of these people are at. I got to like pick up my game and it, yeah, it took me a couple of years to kind of know like what I wanted, wanted to do and what I wanted to shoot. And, um, yeah, that was a a pretty rocky uh, path from music to doing portraits, but yeah, yeah right. eventually it took, in a couple of years, and I'm lucky. I think that I'm grateful it only took a couple of years, but I started to get that like that aesthetic, like that I feel is mine. Love it. I'm gonna interrupt you a moment with my jingle. Artist Edition is live. And that means that if folks go to OpenSea.io right now in the notable collections, they will find Goofballs. Goofballs is live. It has been live for three minutes. So congratulations. We're up. We're running. Karen, thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to move the conversation over to Web3 a little bit. Um, I would love to. And then we'll bring it back to like the the collection itself um, and your artistic process and like the process of actually creating this. But very quickly, let's just talk about Web3. Like how did you discover the space? How are you a Web3 digital kind of native artist now? Yeah, so funny story. Um, there is an, uh, an artist, he's a performance artist called Wrinkles the Clown. <laughs> Speaking of clowns and... He actually has a special on Hulu. I think it's just called Wrinkles the Clown. But I know the person like who does that. He he he's not doxxed or anything. But um, I know him because I took <laughs> portraits of him for different different uh, uh, marketing things that he needed. But yeah, like one day it was like late twenty twenty. So it was like it's probably December twenty twenty or even like super early January twenty twenty one he had texted me and he was just like, Hey, um, I don't know what this is, but I've been hearing a lot about, um, something called NFTs and like artists doing that. He said doing that. Cause he didn't really know like what was going on. So, you know, he just kind of put the bug in my ear to look it up. And, um, I'm a very curious person. And I, I think we all should be like any, if I'm watching something or someone's talking about something or mentions a website, I, I always check it out, you know? So I immediately checked it out and I was like, this seems really cool. I don't, I'm not really sure what I'm looking at, but, um, and then like days later, it was like the perfect storm I downloaded. So this is again, early January, January, 2021. I downloaded the clubhouse app. And when I was in clubhouse, it was like, thousands of people in the same position as me which was awesome I call it the golden days of clubhouse because it's like we were all learning at the same level and everyone was sharing so much knowledge and just it was amazing so I I feel very I'm very lucky to have entered at that time um because I feel like now we can probably all get better with when people ask, like, what's an NFT? How do I get into it? 
I think we're also like acclimated and comfortable with it or we're kind of like, oh, come on, man, just just look it up yourself. But I got to say, like, I, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the help of others um, like Jen F. Teach and Ronan the Collector, if anyone knows him, was amazing and just, yeah, so that that was my my journey into web three that was your entrance in i know tristan i don't know if you're there i know you had a, a blockchain based question that you wanted to ask karen yeah i did you know we we sort of started touching on your experimentation and process of like discovering new mediums to express yourself creatively i'm curious because the blockchain is so permanent um like it's fascinating for the collector because you really get to see an artist's sort of journey like throughout various you know ex like experimentation cycles and different styles and themes in their work but i'm curious as the artist like how that feels for you sort of creating something totally new or experimenting in a new medium on the blockchain knowing it's sort of there for it you know in perpetuity oh good question yeah so i you know i was, I was talking about earlier how i kind of over the past x amount of years have kind of gotten thicker skin the more i've put myself out there and I definitely say if this was like 10, 15 years ago, I'd be really nervous about something like that. But um, web being in the Web3 space has definitely given me, it, it's the community and it's the, the kind of people that are in Web3 have given me kind of the, the courage, I guess I'd say, to, to do that, to, you know, go down a path and try things that I've wanted to try because I, I feel like in the past, um, you know, my, my pre web three life that I don't really know if my audience would have understood or, you know, there's always that, that, you know, e even when a musician or, or a band changes up their sound and everyone freaks out, I, th I think we should be, you know, more lenient with creators with that and kind of, I'm usually excited when I see other artists do different things. And for me, it's like, I'm not abandoning photography. I mean, in a sense, the, what I just did is, you know, the sculpting and painting, I'm still taking photos just in a different way. Um, it's almost like product photography that I'm doing when I, when I work with, you know, clay and everything, but yeah, I, in the web three space, it actually doesn't really freak me out much. Cause I think, I think the people that are in the web three space for the art, they're very supportive and they understand. And I definitely get that vibe. And that helps me to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a complete 180 and do a project or even just one image. That's nothing like I've done in the past. And I'm just going to put it out there. And, you know, so far I've been pretty lucky with that in the space and, I kind of encourage anyone else listening, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about trying something new, I, I think there's, there's enough support here that, that you can do that without worry. Great answer. And I think there's a reason, right, that Radiohead have won so many Mercury uh, award prizes is because every time they bring an album out, it's like a new band. And so I think takes an incredible amount of bravery to to switch to pull the 180 and to do something completely different and uh, i think only those really really bold and really really like prepared to step out and do something are the people that do that and then often they're the people that really kind of like push the boundaries i think yeah to use that analogy 
like you used with music, like Radiohead would be a perfect example of that. Okay, let's quickly talk about goofballs because the mint has been live for 10 minutes and we haven't yet spoken about it. So go, Karen, talk to us about goofballs. What is it? Why is it? How is it? Give us the lowdown. Yeah, so goofballs is all sculpted, um, sculpted, hand painted, and then photographed. And I, I think I started working on it around April and it was, it was such a good learning experience. It was really different for me because, like, I've never really sculpted backgrounds before or bodies. I've, do, I've done a lot of faces um, for the, the other generative project I have. But, yeah, it was, it was just really fun. And, it, you know, I, there was – I went through a period of time where it's, like – it's almost like a math problem, especially generative projects. Like, it's like geometry or something because you have to make sure, like – all the angles and the pieces fit and um there's a lot of like having to envision it in my head like what the layers are going to look like together and the scale of what I need to make stuff so yeah it was I like the challenge I guess is what I'm saying um it's just yeah it's it's good I think it's a good like mental exercise but I when I was when I was making them I I listened we were talking about this yesterday I listened to a lot of uh like game old school gameplay walkthroughs on YouTube and just kind of like the soundtracks to like old school games is very inspiring to me um especially doing something like goofballs because it's like I said, it's kind of like a nod to my childhood, you know, I, I, I like referencing like Pee Wee's Playhouse a lot, um, Ren and Stimpy was another like super weird cartoon that I loved, um, all the, all the old school Nickelodeon cartoons, and yeah, I, it, it kind of offsets kind of, you know, my, my photography that, my portrait photography that tends to be kind of darker in nature, um, I felt it was time to do something more lighthearted, especially with how everything is going in the space. You know, there's a, there's a lot of like drama and kind of doom and gloom lately. And I, I know we're coming out of it, but I was like, you know what? I hope this helps people come out of it. Like I just, I just wanted to create work that people would look at and feel good. Like it's kind of, it's funny. Like there's pizza bodies and there's little nude bodies and there's like robot bodies and just um yeah I, I was like I hope people just enjoy collecting these you know there's no ulterior motive or anything it's just that I want people to collect art that hopefully makes them happy or, or laugh and um yeah it, it was a lot of fun and it was like a great opportunity and I well, you know and when um Metaseed Labs did the generation I was uh, I always love looking at those it's it's so strange that's a strange concept to me is generative art. Like having done it myself a couple times now, it's like I, I created it, but I then something else takes the reins and it's like another, it's strange. It's, it's awesome. Actually. I love seeing it. It's nuts, isn't it? I agree. It's such a weird thing. Like you, there must be combinations that you just like wished were in there. And I wonder how many artists have created traits uh, but not like created one of ones or anything and then gone, oh man, I can't believe that like that head didn't get to go with that hat and those sunglasses or whatever. Like it's uh, it's really interesting. And nothing says lighthearted 
Karen, than a three-eyed Medusa wearing a pirate's hat. Like, I ab absolutely agree with you. Um, it is a wonderful collection. Uh, I'm looking online at it now because obviously more are minting. We're way past 100 already. And it's just so fun. Uh, they, <laughs> some of them are hilarious. And it's just brilliant. It's For those who want to know, you just go to OpenSea.io, as I said. Uh, it's in the drop section or it's on the homepage under Notable Collections. The price of the mint, 0.018 Ethereum. Um, it's alive for the next 72 hours. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're, I couldn't be more proud to have like facilitated you creating and launching this collection. It's absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much. Let's move back into interview mode. Um, I've got more questions than I have got time. So I'm going to be really picky about the ones that I use. Okay. This week, we've been like showcasing the mint with an absolutely in amazing infomercial that you created for the collection. So anyone who goes to the page, when you go to the drop page, you see this video that Karen created. Honestly, like it looks as though it could have been, it looks, it looks big budget, like, and yet, and you were able to turn it around so quickly. Like you clearly have like an incredible talent for creating elaborate scenes. And I know you use like abandoned buildings. Tell us a bit about like the creation process for that, but also just about how you choose your locations and, and what it is about these spaces that inspires your creativity. Yeah. Okay. So the infomercial, um, I remember I was super nervous to send it to you all because I was like, they're going to think I'm absolutely nuts. But um, I do. Oh, I do. I, you are crazy. It's brilliant. I, I got the vibe that I, I'm not really good at following the rules. So <laughs> I got the vibe that I was supposed to be like talking on camera like, hey, I'm Karen. Like, I have such a monotone voice. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to like put people to sleep like hey, I'm Karen, here's my stuff, um, thanks, bye, for like a minute. So I was like, what can I do that's the opposite of that? And yeah, I just, for some reason, I thought about like a super cheesy infomercial. And like, I don't know how, Ben, inf if you have very many infomercials over there, if you see ours, but like, there's like a formula to an infomercial, like ShamWow or like uh flex seals another good one but it's like it's always men and they're always screaming like why, why are you you're screaming at me to i'm like whoa okay like i don't see why that's good marketing um strategy and it, it, i don't know but so i was like all right so i'm gonna make a video and i'm gonna scream in it which was horrible because I, I had to keep doing the voice. I did all the voices in it, by the way, which is like embarrassing to admit. No, I could tell. Um, I could tell. It's amazing. <laughs> so I was in my car because I didn't want to be in my house like screaming. I also have cats, so it would have freaked them out. So I was in my car like one rainy evening doing this the same lines over and over because I kept screwing up. And, like, after it, I felt sick. Like, my throat was all screwed up. I literally wanted to puke. And I was just like, how do these people that do, like, that are, like, high velocity, like, 
have it cranked a thousand percent all the time do these infomercials like but yeah so my partner he hates having his picture taken but i like he's in so many of my pictures i'm like please just do it and he's like why don't you never make masks that have eyes uh holes for eyes so i can see i'm like no because it ruins the mask so he spends a lot of time like not being able to breathe um not being able to see because of my mask so shout out to him um and yeah so that was filmed in a couple sets in my studio um that diner and that kind of kitchen are sets that i built which is funny explaining that to people because i I built kind of like a house plus that diner inside my studio and when people see it they're like do you live there because there's like appliances and like it's all like household stuff and i'm like no i don't live there and they like just don't they're like what that they can't conceive that i would like basically build the innards of a house in my studio but yeah like i i love building sets um like acquiring the props and you know the whole like ritual of like looking online and finding stuff and then going to get it and then building the set and then you can finally put all the pieces together it's like the most satisfying puzzle ever and besides uh building sets I also shoot on location so I'll spend like hours a day I have like folders by state and cities of like hundreds of thousands of of locations probably won't be able to get to all of them in my life but I just love the adventure of like going on a photo shoot you know like traveling and hiking and you know I've I've shot underwater I've shot in crazy places in the desert and like abandoned hospitals so um yeah the whole process is really fun for me and I I I always I always can't wait to like take what I did somewhere and then, you know, quickly edit it and put it out there for everyone to see. Well, it's insane. It's brilliant. Uh, Absolutely. Like, so Sigrid, who is my colleague, she is behind the audio galleries account. Like I sent the email that you sent over with the link and I was like, here's the video. Uh, I need to go and jump into something. I haven't looked at it yet. And when I came back to my computer, Sigrid was like, oh my God, you need to see this video. And I and then I jumped into like the Slack channel I've got with the OpenSea guys and the MetaSea guys. And I was like, this video is insane. And we've all been watching it. It's so well put together. It's brilliant. Like it needs, I'm just going to put it out there, Karen. It needs minting in its own right. Like maybe we talk about that afterwards because it's just fantastic. So thank you. Really appreciate you sharing it with us. It was awesome. Um, I'm really conscious of time. So I'm going to ask you another question, but then I'm going to invite people to come on up if they want to ask a question. And I'll take like three or four um, folks from the audience if they are ready. Plus, we've got like, I I guess Tamika might want to say something. So we've got all kinds of people up already. But uh, so my my question for you, and then I'll take some people up, is like looking, we've talked a lot about like your, your past and you know, your far, far, far past, like your childhood and nostalgia and things like that. Like, looking towards the future, how do you see your work evolving? And are there any new mediums or themes that you're interested in exploring or specific projects you're really excited about? Like, again, they're going to 180 you and you're going you're gonna to move on to something and we're going to be like, holy moly, not something completely new again. <laughs> yeah, so you... 
you'll probably have that holy moly moment um I, there's so many things now that I want to try. It's insane. Like, I, I have, like, a list. Like, um, I want to try, like, quilling, which is, like, working with just paper. Um, but one one thing I would love to do is more video. Um, like, me actually filming the assets. And um, I started doing that a little with the other, pro- the other generative project I have. Um, but there there was a movie uh, a tv series that came out on apple a few months ago called hello tomorrow and it's super like sci-fi like it it's we didn't talk about this yet but it's that like future past vibe where it looks like it takes place in the 60s but they like have all these robots doing their stuff and i looked it up and i was like looking at how they did the robots because i was looking at it and i'm like those are real like the robots in the show are like not like computer generated so sure enough when I looked it up they were real and I was like oh my god like I was like looking into how they did it and I was like I should definitely do something like that so I have the idea this is going to be like a babbling of because I I haven't really like this is like an idea I have only had for like a month um that I greatly need to fine-tune but yeah, like doing doing a generative project of just filming things. So like I build a set and I also build a robot and I basically, you know, green screen the robot into the set, but the it can be the generation is that it's different sets, it's different robots, it's different people walking around the robots and stuff like that. So do I sound crazy? I don't know. I'll, I'll, no, I'll not at all. Do you know what? I love there's no better pressure then giving out an idea that like then articulating for the first time a conversation you've only had with yourself in your own head and I do it all the time in spaces and I always get to the end and I'm like shit I've just given out way too much information that I (laughs) that I hadn't even thought about but still I think it sounds amazing I love it um okay let's go through some hands let's go through some questions so Andre you came up first and then toy boogers hey Doug and then look. Okay, so Andre, go for it. Um, <laughs> wow, uh, what a what a fucking roller coaster of a space. Um, I it's it's not. So, thankfully, we're in the space. It's not so rare, but it's still like a very rare pleasure to hear from a kindred spirit that goes even further in terms of everything. Like just like your your aesthetic sensibilities. You know, like just hearing you talk about the various incubi <laughs> in media that you that you adore right um also tim curry is great but he's not the best devil it's um it's uh peter stormare in constantine a constantine and i'll fight uh that's the hill i'll die on but um hearing from an artist that is so um i'm gonna invent a word octo- octopoidal like you just have you have your hands on so many things at any given time and your your willingness to experiment is like nothing short of incredibly inspiring um i, I wanted to ask you uh also kudos because these little guys are like incubi they look like little, little like they, they look like little tricksters which i love but um I, I wanted to ask you as an artist that has had a lot of of resistance and now uh trepidation and like tentatively sticking my toes into generative art um where do you suggest to to start in terms of experimentation 
Good question. Also, I recommend that we are the opening fight for the Zuck Must battle. Oh um, yes, so if the bill. Has any <laughs> yeah, anyone has any hookups? We can do the the devil fight opening act. Um, Love that. <laughs> but but yeah. Um, so I would say where to start. So the first generative project I did not having any kind of, um, I guess I, I do kind of work in layers sometimes when I build sets, but like, it, that's nothing like doing a generative. I just, it was such a new thing that I think if I would have gotten hung up too much on the mechanics, which eventually you have to, but at first I say, don't get too hung up on the mechanics. Um, think of an idea and kind of, um, take it apart you know if you have an idea for an image don't think first like how am I going to do this in generative how am I going to do the layers and whatever just get the image down or get whatever you know video image whatever you want to do get that down and then work backwards on the mechanics I think and it, it definitely takes time like it's um you know I'll go and there's a lot of things I did that didn't work but and that's kind of why I call it a math problem. It's like you erase it and you go back to where things did work in the problem. Like if you get the math problem wrong, they always had you in school go through it and see what piece doesn't fit. You find the piece that doesn't fit. Sometimes it's an easy fix. Sometimes it's not. You got to start over. But um, yeah, just just knowing that it, it's definitely a process and um, but once you like get the hang of it and your brain starts working that way, like in the layers and everything, um, it, it's cool because then you uh, for me, I started thinking of more intricate things I can do with that kind of technology. So and I'm sure too, like I'm, uh, you know, if anyone ever has questions, you want to message me like I'm here to help whoever. And I'm sure there's a lot of other artists in the space that would help you as well. So yeah, definitely like you have the support and, um, you know, just take your time and just have the confidence in yourself. Your work is amazing, by the way. So I would love to uh, get pinged if you, you know, when you do follow up on that. A hundred percent. I, thank I you. agree. Sorry. Go for it. Andre. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm just struck. Um, yeah, wow. no, but I feel the same that generative, your work generatively would look incredible. So I really do hope you follow that, that, uh, idea up for sure. Great answer to Karen. Thank you. Hey, Lurk. So, uh, Karen, I just wanted to say, um, big, big inspiration there. Like you, um, I love the way that your mind works. Like for as far as like, well, I guess I, in lots of ways, I like kind of appreciate that we come from the same time period. I'm also old. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Oh, no, I've seen your photographs. You're older than me, I think. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say, like, I just, I know how, like, I, I guess, like, I see you. You know what I mean? I see how you've got to these processes. I understand the inspirations. And I just love, like, how um, you've tried so many different things. I mean, that's great. I was similar myself, which we'll probably get into much later. But I wanted to ask you, more than anything, what was your favorite cartoon in the 80s? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. And obviously, Lurk, you know, I love your work. Um, just wanted to shout you out. Oh, man, favorite cartoon in the 80s. 
Uh, um, it's too many. What, what? For some reason, all I'm thinking of is Snorks. You remember Snorks? That wasn't my favorite, but I'm like drawing a blank under the pressure. Please, someone tell me the little like things that lived under the sea. Um, <laughs> not sure if that made it to okay, the UK or is... not, but yeah, I'll, I'll check it. It out. didn't. You know I, I don't know Snorks. Oh, you gotta look it up. It was amazing. Uh, it was like a cross between the Jetsons and like sea stuff. I was gonna say the Little Mermaid, but not really. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm probably cheating with this, but the biggest inspiration, like children's programming wise, was definitely Sesame Street, which some people might be laughing, but if you watch seventies, eighties Sesame Street, um all the different cartoons like how they like the ladybugs picnic um all the you remember that man with the cake and he would always fall down the stairs and like that was like disturbing to me like it was like that's kind of where i think i like realized that some disturbing things are also funny there it was such weird programming like i feel like now sesame street is like much more kid friendly where back then it's like you know there's adults that are out of their minds watching this show <laughs> right now you know like the pinball machine the one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve anyone <laughs> no okay oh, 100%. Well, my answer is I, I, I sang it in a geordie accent though but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, i I'm love like, it i'm monotone with it but yeah i'd say sesame street final answer Great answer. Yeah. Look, what's yours? Very quickly. Oh, um, I think probably Thundercats, just because I was super in love with Chitara. Oh, man. I literally was about to say Thundercats. So you stole oh, it. My, my cousin went as a Thundercat, and like, oh, I send him that picture all the time as a reminder. He was, it was perfect, but yeah, the costume, Halloween costume, 100% amazing. Great question, Look. No worries. Also, one more is Jason the Wheeled Warriors. That was a that was a really good one as well for monsters. <laughs> awesome. Okay, here talking of monsters. Hey, Doug. Hey. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is so fun, Karen. I always love um, jumping in a space with you and listening. And um, gosh, you're you're one of my favorite artists. And and the collab pieces you did with the Boogerheads and Average Creatures are literally like one of my favorite collabs ever. And all your stuff. I, I love your style, the feel, the nostalgia. And so kind of jumping on what <laughs> Lurk was saying, I wanted to know like what toys uh, were your favorite? Was it play? Were you doing Play-Doh? Were you playing with Legos? Like what were you doing as a kid? And did that um, just uh, influence or just keep going? And, and, and now you're basically doing the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Good question. And obviously yes, huge toy boogers fan. Um, ninja turtles and the creative ninja turtles is from new hampshire where i was born and raised um my little pony um what a uh i wasn't like a doll like oh matchbox cars micro machines micro machines were amazing and the little sets that micro machines came with um muscle men my pet monster, Mad Balls. Um, oh man, I could go on and on. Toys yeah, that, used to be amazing, didn't they? Yeah, off the top of my head, yeah, <laughs> they were incredible. Great question, Doug. And look, like I love listeners. 
nostalgia throwback. It's uh, it's such fun. Like it really. Uh, there are a whole load of people in this space is just wondering what the flaming hell we're talking about. I'm certain of it. They're just like old people. <laughs> <laughs> These old people <laughs> wishing they could go back in time. A town, how you doing? Hey everyone, sorry I'm late. I couldn't get off my last call, and I'm really bummed because I wanted to listen. I'm gonna go back and listen to the beginning of this space, but we're recording. For everyone who doesn't know, A Town is from MetaSeed Labs. Whenever Audio Galleries does a generative collection, MetaSeed are our dev team. They are wonderful. They've got a great relationship with OpenSea, also. So yes, really cannot recommend A Town, Evan, and the MetaSeed team highly enough. Hey, A-Town, there you are. There's a there's an intro for you. I've got a question for you. Sure, let's go. So you, you don't get to ask your question. I'm asking you a question. This I think this is the first time you've pulled together like the generation of a project with with clay, with like physical attributes that have been photographed, etc. What what has that pro what has that process been like for you? And then when you answer that, I'll put it back to Karen. Like, what's it been like working with? Uh, the guys at MetaSeed. So you go first, A-Town. Yeah, I mean, uh, th that's true. This is the first time I, I personally worked on a generative in this medium. Uh, we've done plenty of 2D illustration. We've done 3D illustration. We've done GIFs, video, but we've never done 3D. Um, as far as my process goes, it honestly wasn't that different because Karen kind of did the heavy lifting. So um, she, I, I, I want to hear her answer because really like her process is what made my process easy because she was able to abstract all the 3d, um, sculptures into 2d layers and, you know, photograph them and get them all lined up and everything. Um, I honestly didn't really have to do much uh, additional effort. So, uh, it was really easy working with Karen, one of the easiest artists we've worked with. Um, and then, like, I'm glad I came into the conversation when I did because, like, this particular collection, when I was going through the layers and um, running the test generations, like, it really did bring a bunch of, like, happy nostalgia back, like, memories to me. Like, I, get, I don't know what her influences are, but, like, from the outside looking in, like, I get, like, you know, Tim Burton vibes and, and Donnie Darko, um, you know, that kind of stuff that kind of style and and i wanted to like i didn't know about karen's other art or photography before this project um so i did a deep dive and like the the quality that you deliver across so many mediums is like pretty insane to be honest like a lot of people are just good at doing one thing but like you're good at a lot of shit um and it's <laughs> it's been really good working with you uh but yeah like the, all these nostalgia things that everyone's bringing up like that is like to me what this collection like brings out like i think each person will find personal memories that that they can relate to from the layers of this project and it's like it's eerie but cute it's creepy but fun you know it's like the perfect balance um but yeah we had a lot of fun working on this one and uh glad i could hop on and, and support for a little bit and i hope the mint goes very well Thanks, A-Town. appreciate that. Karen, how about you? What was that, what was it like working on this from a generative point of view with the guys at MetaSeed? Yeah, it was amazing because um, they were just always like on the ball with stuff with, you know, the questions and letting me know what was going on every step in the way. And I would definitely love to work together again in the future. Just saying if you you're all down over there, um, that would be awesome. 
we're always down. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, right. One last question. So, hey, Teresa, how are you doing? Hey, hello. Um, I'm doing great. Um, I'm in the garage right now, so it might be a bit echoey, but... You're good. I can Hi. hear you perfectly. It's lovely to speak with you. Great to see your work recently. Just wonderful watching you develop as an artist and also the content you're creating is really inspiring. So uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for your support. And I actually have a question for Karen. Um, I, I love your work. It's, I haven't seen like anything like it before. And I think it's really unique. And I was wondering, have you ever had like an art block? And that's one question. Um, I also have another question. How do you store your ideas? Like whenever you get a new idea, how do you like store it? Or do you just like do it on the spot? Good questions. Actually, those two questions kind of are one answer for me. So running out of ideas, no. Um, because, and I always, I can't stress this enough whether it's in your phone or I like carrying around a little notebook because it's also easier for me to like sketch something out if I have an idea. But if you're a creative, always carry a notebook or just have a way to on the spot um, write down your ideas or what you're thinking or whatnot, keeping a notebook and always writing stuff down. So because I've done that for so many years, I, I literally have like hundreds of pages of stuff that if I'm ever like, oh, I, I want to like go do a shoot tomorrow. I can't really think of anything right now. I just look in my notebook and sometimes I'll take pieces of ideas or I'll, I'll you know, I'll do the, cause sometimes it's like, oh, I wrote that three years ago and my aesthetic kind of changed, but yeah. So just keeping some kind of notebook or a note in your phone of any, even if it's a fragment of an idea write it down because you can put that maybe together with other ideas in the future. And um, wait, what was the other question again? It was, uh, do you get an art block? No. And what do you do to bring your ideas together? I think you've answered it. Oh yeah. So that, yeah, basically, yep. Just taking notes for me is like the best tool ever. Yeah. Wonderful question. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you. Um, and I would relate to that because I always have like a sketchbook in hand whenever I need it, like, to, if I have an idea, I just, like, uh, put it down, or if it's, like, I have an art block, I just look through my old sketchbooks from, like, when I was, like, eight, which, like, it might not seem, like, a long time to you guys, but it is for me, so, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Never felt so offended and laughing yeah, about it so much in my life. Attack. Teresa, wonderful. And it is like half your life ago. So totally get it. Totally get it. Um, thank you for coming up. Great question. Great answers. Okay, everyone. Listen, I, Sigrid just pinged me in Discord and was like, I want a space with these guys for two hours. Yeah, I do too. But no one's going to listen to that podcast. So I am going to call it there. Um, this has been so much fun. Tamika, I don't know if there was anything you wanted to really quickly sneak in because uh, I am really conscious of time. No, not at all. I just wanted to say, Karen, you, this was wildly entertaining. I was like cackling a majority of the time. I don't even think that you recognize how funny you are. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's definitely giving like black cat energy and I love it. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Love it. Thank you so much. Karen, 
from me and audio galleries to you, this has been wonderful. We haven't even touched on the fact, so I'm going to do it really quickly. Your uh, space suit photography collection is absolutely incredible. So anyone who has listened to this that holds an audio galleries mint pass or anyone's listening to it and doesn't hold one yet, when on Tuesday of next week I take a snapshot, people who are holding a goofball and an audio galleries mint pass will be uh, put together on a CSV spreadsheet and we will be minting uh, a continuous loop uh, video of the space suit uh, which is in a, am I right, in like a mansion that you visited a couple of weeks ago that's abandoned. It is the most incredible bit of artwork. And in fact, if you go back in the nest a few a few um, tweets, uh, it is there and you can actually see it. But it is so beautiful. I cannot, I'm so grateful that you've like made that your special edition with us. Honestly, dreamy. So thank you so, so much. I really hope that everyone in the audience heeds just how generous that is from you and how wonderful uh, that artwork is. So thank you, people. If you want to go to OpenSea now uh, or for the next 71 and three quarter hours, uh, Goofballs by Karen Jersik is uh, live. Go to the Notable Collections or into the drop section or come to the Audio Galleries Discord where it's in our official links. It's 0.018 Ethereum, 160 minted already, which is wonderful. Um, it will run for 72 hours. They're completely generative. Every artwork is different, and it is such a wonderful collection. Karen, I wondered if you just wanted to give a final thought before we go. Yeah, just thank you to you, Tamika, Maya, um, everyone at Time, OpenSea, uh, Rug Radio, Medicine Labs, uh, this has been an amazing experience. I'm super grateful for the opportunity and everyone in here that showed up. Um, I think that this is positive for the space. This this is the kind of space and what's going on is what is going to move Web3 forward. Um, and I think everyone here knows that and we just have to keep fighting for what we have here today and don't forget, you know, this positivity and this creativity in the space. And thank you all. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, uh, that's it. Go check out that. Check out the gallery editions. Also today, a snapshot was taken of Munch and Mumbo um, holders. That's the two characters that we've minted so far with Doug from Toy Boogers incredible developments coming up in the Munch and Mumbo collection next week. Um, so you'll get your details early next week and then something really cool is happening. Um, Karen, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for coming out tonight. I'm going to play out with another really great track chosen by Karen. It's Kings of Leon and Closer. I'll play it through and then we're done. Everyone, thank you for your time. GM, have a wonderful weekend. Thank goodness it's Friday. This is audio galleries, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts.